new week. Uh, so going to our next game and then uh, looking forward to our, the game this weekend. And obviously last weekend didn't go the way we wanted it to. But um, I think we're after watching the film and seeing where we're at, uh, have uh, a lot of excitement for what we can get done this week um, with a quality opponent in Oklahoma, a great um, great team that's ranked. And, uh, you know, Venables has done a great job with that team. And, and you look at his background, he's had kind of when he was in Clemson, he's had his pick of jobs and he turned down a bunch of jobs. And this is the one that he, he took. And so you can see that the Oklahoma brand, um, they're, they're, uh, you know, they're, 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 a, they're a national team and they've had uh, tons of success there in the, the tradition that they have in that program. Um, so they've been around for a long time and at a high level with, in, the, in the P5 level for decades. Um, and so you, you see that what they've done with their program and how well they've been, they've been coached. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're ranked for reason. And, um, but, you know, looking at what they've done in, since Venable has been a coach, they've, they're, I believe they're, they're six and six last year and look at what, what the, the improvement they've made from last year to now being a, a ranked team with a bunch of uh, fantastic players. I mean, they, they could do so many things in all three phases offensively. We're very familiar with the quarterback and things that he can do uh, with his feet and with his arm, um, very strong arm and physical O-line, great playmakers and skill, skill positions and running back and receivers and tight ends. And then defensively strong. I think they have probably the best linebacker in, in, in the country playing from. And then you look at, you combine that with uh, fantastic DBs that tackle well, that cover well. D-line that's really strong and physical. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a, it's a complete team. And so looking in, in this week in the matchup, we've got to find ways to minimize the mistakes, which happened last week. Um, we had tons of mistakes that cost us the game. And looking, keeping things in perspective, you know, we're 5-5. Five and five. We're, we're trying to find a way to, to win for the seniors. Uh, this is the last game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Um, trying to win one for them, trying to find a way to, to play at our best and, and to minimize the mistakes that have made. And when you're playing in this type of conf- uh, uh, the schedule in this conference, I mean, we're still looking at the, the most difficult schedule in BYU history, and we're sitting at 5-5 five and five with a chance to win a game and go to a bowl game. And so we're still playing for a lot. A lot of things that we get the energy that, that we had in the stadium was awesome. Uh, we just got to find ways to keep keep the the fans there and entertained uh, and and make them a, a an advantage for us going into the into the game and and to the end of the game so we have a shot at winning. And so uh, focus on our our value our values and standard of play, uh, minimize the mistakes, and then if we can get that done, I think we feel really good about uh, the performance overall. Um, love the fight and the players. They work hard and and they don't quit. And so the culture on the team is still thriving. I, I believe the, t- the culture is still thriving because guys aren't pointing fingers. Guys are still unified. Uh, with, with a lot of outside noise, guys are still um, connected and still love uh, their role as a team. And then I love the, uh, how much uh, you can tell when guys are doing well in life, um, even through adversity, when they still have appreciation and gratitude in their lives. And so our players do have that. They are uh, thankful for the role that they play uh, uh, in life other than just football. But uh, I'm looking forward to you know, us as coaches and as a program um, getting things situated so we can play better. just goes to show that the experience that you have, though, when you, when you, um, when you make too many mistakes. I mean, if I'm just looking at it in three phases, if we make too many mistakes at the beginning of the game, I mean, we're, you basically give up 10 points with the mistakes that you have that are easy, easy to fix. 
and then uh, two big plays on defense that gives them that, that's a lot of points right there that you just just minimize the mistakes and you say that with and then people say well you can't you can't do anything right well it takes one guy to lose the edge in a run and one guy to not cover the right person one guy to miss the tackle so uh, the guys aren't quitting I, will, I love watching the film see how uh, the, the energy that they have and, and the fight that they have uh, we just need to channel it to playing smarter football but also you have to give you have to see that we're, we're going against difficult uh, opponents you know they just don't make it easy on you and when you make those mistakes the experience itself will give you um, a, a great lesson on how you can't make those mistakes and expect to come back and win you, you get blown out by really good physical teams that are in the p5 level that's what happens and so uh, that experience will be a, a good teaching teaching experience for us but uh, only if we we allow it to make us execute in a cleaner level and a higher level and hopefully we get that done against Oklahoma this weekend. So any questions you guys have? Awesome. Thanks for that opening statement, Coach. We'll start with Mitch Harper and then Jared Lloyd. Hey, Kalani, you said the you got a lot of excitement for this week uh, after seeing the film. You, you noted energy, but what else got you excited that makes you feel good heading into this week against a nationally ranked team like Oklahoma? Well, it's a great opportunity. I mean, that, that's, uh, you know, they're they're ranked. Um, they're... they're, they're uh, in the hunt for the conference championship, they're in our home stadium, and so there's a lot to play for. We have a, one game away, one win away from uh, extending the season, getting to a bowl game. So there's a lot to to play for, you know. And, and uh, I'm excited because I know that the things that that we could we could play way better, and um, I'm looking forward to getting that done. That that's the, and there's a lot of lot of factors that go into it, um, but one of it is that. Our guys aren't quitting, and our guys love what they're doing here. And they just we got to build on that. We we do have to minimize the mistakes. I think you can fight back from mistakes. We've shown that that you can fight back from mistakes. I mean, we're down by 14 twice against Arkansas, fought back and won that game. But it takes everybody doing doing everything right from even overcoming adversity. You just but you can't just keep spotting teams um, points by by the mistakes. Ball security is something that we we pride ourselves here at BYU and then and, and when you didn't see it and, and didn't own the ball, we, we said that ball belongs to Cougar Nation, doesn't belong to the individual that's carrying the ball, belongs to the fan base and so um, that that shows that when you don't, when you aren't on top of it, mistakes happen it can cost you, literally cost you momentum in the game Saw Slovis was suited up and throwing passes in pregame on Saturday before Iowa State, is he set to return and and be the starter this week. He practiced last week. Um, he's still banged up, uh, not 100 percent yet. Last week, and uh, we felt like Jake gave us the best, better, better chance. This week, we'll kind of see what it looks like um, this week, and, and let you know. I mean, that's uh, I am not I'm not in uh, Keaton's body, but I can tell you that if if he's ready to go and if he's full strength, then then he's he's our guy usually. What has to ha- what has to change? Um, obviously, the last three weeks have not gone well. What do you do differently so you don't have the same results again? Yeah, it's the well. The, if the mistakes were all the same, then they'll be they'll be different. I mean, West Virginia game. If you look at Texas, when when the guys fought hard defensively, one phase was working for us, and it gave us a chance. We're down two scores. We're down fifteen points with ten minutes left, and we had the ball. So when, when one phase is working hard and playing hard and minimizing mistakes, not saying that we didn't make mistakes defensively against Texas, but one, one part of our, our three phases was working really, really well. 
Um, the other two phases didn't do their part. I mean, we gave a punt return for a touchdown, and offensively, we we, we weren't getting points on the board. We, we got uh, field goals, and we weren't converting them into touchdowns, you know. And so when you look at that situation, um, we, we weren't in a, in a horrible position because one phase actually gives a chance to win. Imagine if two or three phases are functioning that way. Then then you can you can figure it out. And you go to West Virginia, um, it, it, none of the phases were working. You look at the, the opening uh, opening drive, two two PIs for, for 30 yards, marshes them down there, right? And and uh, just didn't respond the right way when we had a chance, when we got the ball. Didn't, didn't march down. And when all three phases aren't working and there's mistakes in all three phases, it's really hard to come back from that game. You know, not, not saying that the guys didn't, didn't, didn't fight. They fought. I mean, on, on, and then we, on, on kickoff return, we had a one for a touchdown called back because of a hold. Um, you know, that's hard to create momentum when, when you keep making the mistakes and when, when one of the three phases in, isn't doing, functioning well. So that's, that's key. And then you look at this game, the turnovers and, in, in, in the, I mean, we went, we went fumble. Recovered it, interception, f- fumble. Those are those are the f- when we had the ball in our possession. That's what we did with the first three times that we had the ball, you know. And so um, that's a tough thing to, to start the game off with. Uh, we can't do that. We can't. And then taking care of the football is it, it's a a program thing. That that ball security is what we do. And and the fact that we didn't take care of it in those back to back kickoff returns is embarrassing that's what we've got to fix now if that shows up again then then i'll be really upset just like remember the illegal touching i know this seems like almost last year we had the illegal touching happen again it's just like okay enough already i can't believe that it showed up the next week right so when those mistakes are happening yeah that that's 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 on us we've got to figure that out so the mistakes are different they're not the same but they're mistakes all the same does that make sense like there's still mistakes and we've got to find a way not to do that and I mean, I'm giving. You have to understand, we're going against a different beast here. These are these are teams that have been at this power five level way longer than we have. I'm not making excuses. I'm just telling you, they're really good players. And you look at these teams that are doing it. Oklahoma, I said they're six six last year. They're in a really good spot. They're in playoff contention um, before what a couple weeks ago. You know what I mean? So these there's a lot of parity in this league. For me, I'm not really worried about the entire league as much as I'm worried about what we can do within our, our scheme and our system. If I had players out there quitting, then I would be really, really worried about what's going on. That's why I feel like we, that's why I'm excited to see what we can get done this week and excited to, to you know, that we're at home again. It was, it was nice to be at home. I wish we could have done better and showed better, but I, I love the fact that we're playing at home, senior game, um, 10 a.m. kickoff. A lot of cool things to think about, and, and you know, it'd be be nice to go home and, and have the sun still be up, unless it rains, which I'm not against either. <laughs> the other thing I was going to ask, Kalani, was just about physicality. We talked a little bit about it after the game, but in the trenches, you weren't happy with the performance. How do you how do you ramp that up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not they weren't like turning down contact. So when when we're saying we're not being physical enough, it's being stout enough and been getting overwhelmed by a really good front on both sides of the ball. You know, I think we were able to do some really good things in the run game. Our team's a physical team. You can you can talk to anybody that that coaches against us. Our team's a physical team. We it, what what makes it not look very physical is when we're when if we're missing tackles and unblocked guys, if we're missing blocks. You know what I mean? And so when I say not physical enough, it, these are these are big, strong O linemen and D linemen that we're going against. 
Uh, we need to be stout at the line of scrimmage. And um, you usually judge that on according to how many yards they can run for um, and how many yards we can run for. So that that's an easy in, in, indicator on what we're getting done up front. But uh, overall, I mean, there's, there's some good points where we were winning the battle up front. It was a back and forth. It just... Um, I wouldn't say that we were just overwhelmed too much, but there are moments that it did happen, and that that happens sometimes, you know. But um, the, the team is – we're a physical team. We just need to play more stout. Go ahead, Kevin. Hey, Colin, with Senior Day coming up here, um, have you started to have conversations at all with players of what their plans are and whether you're expecting them to return? And overall, do you have any sense right now – where the roster is going to be in a couple of weeks in terms of attrition and, and what you're what you're expecting? Yeah, I think there's a bunch of guys that that are in that situ in, in that that area where they can play another year. Obviously, the guys that that are that their eligibility is up, those guys it's definitely their senior night. But it's, it's the ones that are graduating that still have a year left to play. Uh, I'd love for them to all come back, um, but it's their decision on what they want to get done and and what they want to pursue after they're done with football. We've, uh, during the bye week, we had conversations with a bunch of guys. I know the position coaches are talking to their guys individually, same with the coordinators and myself if, if, if needed. But for the most part, the guys are focusing on the season. I think we, uh, just to be safe, we're probably going to have more people that are going to be in senior night or senior day in, in, uh, than normal. But um, that's just to make sure that, that if, if they do leave that that we've got a, a senior game for them, you know, that we can honor them. But uh, yeah, we we kind of understand. We we know where we're at with the numbers and what we're going to get, and the, the natural attrition that happens. And so we'll, we'll be able to we'll be able to respond if if guys do leave and go early with with eligibility left. Uh, we, we, I think we're in a really good spot to replace replace the talent in the town that we have coming back from missions and uh, that are mid year high school signees that we can get. Uh, we feel really good about. Okay, next we'll have Jake Hatch and then Jay Drew. Yeah, Kalani, just a question of how you handled the, the missed uh, face mask call on a guy like Jake Retzloff in games. Is that something you submit to the conference after the fact to get clarification on? What, how do you handle that? Well, my, my first thing is talk to the, the, the crew and, and ask if they saw it or they missed it. And, uh, they, they obviously missed it. Listen, the, 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 they have a lot of eyes on the field, but sometimes they miss things, you know, and, and they don't have the the comfort of getting the replay like we all get to. So after the game happens, you can see everybody look at the big at the big screens to see the replay, and then we get mad at them. And, and uh, you know, they, they missed it, but it's okay. I don't, I don't need to do anything to for them to review because they usually review it themselves. And then credit to the crew, the ref crew, they came and they communicated with me on, on all that, that they might have missed it. And, but it, it's, not, it's not anything that was deliberate by them. I, I've been around this crew Many times I've been around these ref, ref and crews. Many times they, they do a great job, and, and they're human. Sometimes something gets missed, and, uh, and you just got to move on. You know, I, I think that's uh, that's part of the game. But I I, I, I respect what they do, and, um, and and the things that they communicate to me, I understand it. So we just got to move on. I don't I don't need to do anything extra about that. They're they're trying their best, and, and uh, for the most part, they're usually 100 percent correct. And I also wanted to ask, you already have experience having gone up against Dylan Gabriel in the Boca Raton Bowl. What do you remember of him and how do you think he's changed to today? Oh, he has tons of experience, and so you could see it. He feels really comfortable. I thought he was that way when we played him you know, years ago. And so he's 
he's got so much talent and and you know I've known about him because we try to keep keep up with the local boys and try to see how how those guys are doing and yeah, on on the field wherever they go and and he's been man I've been really impressed with him it's been a lot of fun you you, so, you see him in in the the rivalry game Red River rivalry you know so he had a, a great showing he's, he's doing some really good things um leading his team uh you know we we're, we're going to have to play at our best uh, but he's not a guy that you can just that you can think you're gonna. He's gonna lose his composure. He's very poised, and even more now, with all the experience that he has, very comfortable in the system. And give a lot of credit to Oklahoma. I think they're putting him in a position where he thrives, where he, they're utilizing his strengths, and he finds ways to get the ball to the right people. And he's not not against running the ball himself too. So uh, it's a, a lot of uh, threats. All at once, and, and um, we're going to have to be really assignment sound when it comes down to this. We can't make the same mistakes. Listen, we, we, when I say mistakes, we've been assignment sound in a lot of our plays that we made. They just they just made the play, and we didn't. I'd be nervous if there's like uncovered guys running for touchdowns or, or, or on routes and stuff like that. We had guys in the right spot. They didn't make the tackle. They didn't make the play. They didn't contain or certain things like that, and it happens, especially against great athletes. Uh, this guy, if you make a mistake, he will punish you for it. And so uh, we, we, we've got to be assignment sound and, and use great technique uh, to have a chance at this. Hey, Kalani, uh, I understand today you're doing the Civic Engagement Day. Uh, does that mean you won't be practicing today? Or, or can you still practice and count it as your civic engagement day? No, there'll be no practice. And we knew going into it that we'd have to, uh, um, you'd have to basically mark a day that you would use for the civic engagement day. And this was the day that we marked um, a while ago. We made that decision. And so, um, and you can't use a day that you usually take off. And so for us, uh, everyone knows that we take the Sundays off. And so you can't say, well, that's our day off. Uh, it has to be a day that you normally would use uh, for operations and for football and practice th- meetings, things like that. And so we will honor it. Everybody has to deal with it. Um, other schools can list it as a Sunday because that's usually an operating day for them. For us, uh, it, you know, we it's basically the players are on their own to um, take care of whatever they need to get done today. Uh, and so I, I trust our guys to get, get stuff done. It's, but we can't organize anything. The players have to basically do their, their, their part, and I can't instruct them to do stuff. Luckily, we have players that love the game, love, love this matchup, and are excited to get, to get going today. And then just as a follow-up, uh, you mentioned Keaton may or may not be back. What about like Darius Lasseter? Some of these other guys that have been out. Okay, so Darius, there's a good chance he, he'll be back this week, and so I uh, maybe I'm, I'm I'm like wanting him so badly to play, but yeah, I, I do want him on the field. But I think there's a I mean there's a much better chance that he plays this week, uh, and and I'm excited about his return. Um, who else, Jay? You have to ask by individual. I, I'm trying to think of who else. Keanu played last week, so he'll be ready to roll. Um, anybody else, Jay? John Nelson, Caden Hawes. John, John Nelson and John Nelson and Caden will be um, difficult to, to say, but I, I um, let me see one at a time. John Nelson, um, probably Caden not, Hawes. and then Caden, um, probably not. But we'll see. I mean, that's I I don't want to. Um, there's a chance, but it's hard if they don't practice. Caden practiced last week, you know, so 
the guys, they have to practice, and so those guys haven't practiced yet, and so hopefully we get them on the practice field. Uh, Talon Alfrey practiced, I want to say, two weeks ago, and this was the first game that he was able to play in. So it's good to have him back. Anybody else, Jay, that you can think of? I don't mind going player Marcus by player. Marcus McKenzie, I think. Marcus McKenzie, most, most likely not. Okay. And John Henry Daly? John Henry Daly is in red shirt mode. So probably not until the bowl game. Okay. He We used him already in four games. That's the only ones I can think of. Okay. Awesome. Coach, we have a couple more questions. We'll go Mitch Harper and then Jake Hatch. Of course. Kalani, just curious on, on running back L.J. Martin. Why wasn't he used until late in the second quarter? Was there a reasoning behind that? Because he seemed to be you know, pretty successful in, in the second half. Why, why wait until late in the second quarter on him? You know, Mitch, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm talking to the uh, – I, I didn't know that happened until watching the film. You know what I mean? And so maybe we – I don't know how many plays we had as, as or drives that we had as an offense in the first half, but – um, maybe if we get more first downs and drives that go a little bit longer, that we might be able to would have seen him earlier. I know that um, going into this game, uh, we were trying to work him into. He wasn't 100. percent I think he's he's full go now. So I, I believe him and Aiden will, will handle most of the carries from now on out, from here on out. And then last thing for me, what's the wake up time for you guys on Saturday with a 10 a.m. kick? I believe. Um, 6 a.m., we want to get our pregame meal. Um, usually eat pregame meal anywhere from three and a half to four hours before the game. So I think the game's is it 10, 10, 10, or what, what is it, 10, 05, one of those weird times? Hi, uh, Brent. We haven't had that officially yet, but 10, we'll I know one thing, there won't be a, a slide on the game, because so, there, there can't be a game before that one. So uh, it'll be early morning, so I'm just going to ask everybody to remember the early morning uh, seminary days. Get up early, fans, and show up and be there early. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll have the cougar tails will taste really good by in the morning, right? We'll be hot and fresh, ready to roll. We'll be eating our pregame meal three and a half to four hours before, so 6 a.m., wake up, and then uh, away we go. I mean, that's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. The uh, I don't know what the weather's going to look like, but I, this is a really cool experience. Let's get ready to roll, man. I'm, I'm excited to play this game, and the earlier the better. I mean, we went from playing late at 8.15 to now playing early. I don't, I don't think there's going to be – this is the first game of the, of the, first game of the, of the day, right? Yeah. yeah, so pretty cool. It's going to be weird going home after the game and having the sun out. I had a similar question to that, Kalani. How, how will you shift things in terms of preparation? So I know you can't necessarily move practice that much earlier because of school and whatnot, but what can you do to prepare for it? Well, I think we, we get an afternoon. Uh, we usually we're an afternoon practice team, so we'll practice in the afternoon. Um, but I think uh, getting the guys up early. I mean, most of our guys are up up around that hour, anyways. Uh, we we do enough things in the in the in the weight room, and our players are usually in the facility around that time, anyways, watching film on their own. So um, I don't think it's going to be that much of a transition for them in terms of waking up. Just getting on the field and going will be something different, but they're usually working out or doing something physical in the morning anyways. And so uh, the guys, uh, the guys, I think I'll be okay with the adjustment of the schedule. We might just move things up a little bit. Uh, we will move things up on Friday and Thursday just to accommodate the schedule a little bit more in terms of uh, meetings so that they can have uh, we can be done so they can have more time to, to go to bed and, and 
and especially Friday night to get uh, get to rest earlier. But I think the guys have been doing that already on their own. Now, have you gotten to the bottom of what caused the, the, the cleat issues? Was it cleats? Was it you talking about body positioning? Did you figure out anything that you're going to change uh, on that? Front? I, I say body positioning because, I mean, that's the, the I, I just think that good athletes don't slip, but we had a lot of really good athletes slip. So we'll, we'll figure, figure it out. I think between the surface and the footwear and things like that, uh, the, there's answers out there. Nike's a great brand, and they, they have a lot of things for us to, to work with. I mean, that, that, that was, I think, the, the, the warm-up where guys could feel, could sense a little bit. But, yeah, you could tell that that, that had something to do with uh, maybe with the confidence of how we played. But I don't want to give it too much, um, too much uh, of a factor. To me, it's like a good, if you're in good body position, you shouldn't, shouldn't slip. But we were in good body position a number of times that we still slipped. And so we're still going to try to teach our guys to be in great body position, to make plays, physically be in the right spot, but have great technique. And then, uh, you know, we'll learn from it. And, and, and the surface is just a little different for us. But uh, we'll see what it looks like at 10 a.m. too. I'm, I'm going to send our chief of staff and DFO out there to go walk the surface on at 10 a.m., see how it feels. But I'm not, I'm not worried about it. They're, they're playing on the same surface as we are. And Iowa State did too, so we've just got to have the, got to do everything we can to put our guys in a position to, to succeed.